This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Still on the edge of everything. For Sioux City, Iowa, 2022 has been the driest year on record. They finally got a soaking two-inch rain last week that may help soybeans on low ground, but the tops of the rolling hills are gone. It takes a lot more than one good rain to break a drought of this severity. Many areas of the drought-stressed western Corn Belt will see their soybeans yield as much as their corn. The difference in yield between irrigated corn and dryland corn in Nebraska could be 110 bushel per acre. Anything not under the center pivot is desert. Where our farms are in northwest Iowa, we have been on the edge of vastly differing crop conditions. Go north and east and they should produce APH or better crops, but move south and west in the other direction and it goes from bad to worse. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour starts Monday, but there have been some copycats out and about checking yields in the Corn Belt. That crop tour only checks the gut slot of the Corn Belt. They do not venture into the southeast Corn Belt that drowned the Delta or Central and Southern Plains where corn crops have toasted. I am told by observers that Ohio and Indiana are overestimated by USDA. I believe that is the case for Iowa overall, too, with extreme yield differences from east to west in that state. My bet is that we do not have the crop locally or nationally that we had last year. There are areas in Wisconsin and Illinois that will produce one of the best corn crops ever, but the range of poor crops will water down the average. It is now too late to fix this. Where rain did fall recently in some of the most stressed areas of the western corn belt, it will help the soybeans but do little for corn. Anything dry land is toast. Cotton is not the only crop where significant numbers of acres will be abandoned. Fewer harvested acres actually improve the yield of the harvested ones, but not overall production. Tropical deluges from the Gulf will not help any crops in that region now and could further harm them. Cooler weather has helped, but it has not rained much on our farms in northwest Iowa. We've had about a total of 1.3 inches of rain this month. There's nothing of substance for rain in our forecast, but then again, forecasts have not performed as forecasts recently. Constantly changing to the point where we could ask, What is their significance again? Rain in early August is more beneficial than rain late. To put that into context, corn that is still alive and functioning uses about a quarter of an inch of moisture every day in August. 31 days to the month requires 7.75 inches of moisture coming from somewhere for crop use. That means that our farms have been drawing heavily on subsoil moisture. It would be a lot to ask for it to finish without any substantial soaking rains. September would be too late. Subtracting from what rain we received, we need another 6.45 inches of water yet from somewhere to sustain our corn crop yet this month. Our soil profile here can hold 11 inches. That is why high CSR2 farmland can top $20,000 an acre. I believe that our subsoil reserves were fully recharged to start the season. We used some subsoil reserves earlier in the season, so it is difficult to estimate what we have left going into this month. My corn is 107-day maturity, rotated from soybeans on heavy ground that once held a full tank of subsoil moisture. All those things are in my favor. It appears that we may drain that tank, and that will determine the final yield that we will get. Recent rains trim back areas with a lack of soil moisture, just not ours. I have a little more anticipation than normal over the Pro Farmer Crop Tour. 
They take the same route every year so that they can make good year-to-year comparisons. Where they do not check yields outside their historical route may have more impact on the U.S. yield than typically has been the case because of regional weather extremes, but they'll give us a read on if the August crop survey is in the ballpark or not. The crop season doesn't end with the tour, so whether that follows determines the finish. I do not think that this corn crop started off as well as a year ago, and I think that it is less than the current consensus expects that it is. The jury is still out on our soybeans. The part south appears poised to get inundated with gulf rain, and the hurricane season is just getting started. Can't be good for cotton that survived the drought. My impression of the corn and soybean supply pipeline is that it is drained, and even if end users have acquired the supply needed to reach new crop, that they will be very hungry to get their hands on harvest supply when first available. Both the market and basis reflect that low inventory concern as end users compete. Corn stocks are supposed to be larger than a year ago, but there's no feeling to that being the case. The USD often makes big adjustments in their September stocks report that they overstate the size of the 2021 crop. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-4010. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.